and I'm looking at the tower and I'm just counting like the number of floors from the top that haven't been burnt down towards and you're sort of praying like, right, if the fire stops now, my house hasn't burnt. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Versatility with me, David Lister. I think we have a very special episode in our hands today. One of the main reasons is because finally I've got my co-host with me. Oi, oi. Uh, many of you have, probably know him. His name is Daniel Maceda. Um, Good pronunciation, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah, it is too fair. <laughs> um, Danny it doesn't surprise me uh, a good pronunciation when you're both Spanish gents. <laughs> Danny was one of the first people that I told when it came to um, this idea that I had that I wanted to start doing a podcast. Um, I remember I was doing my daily exercise <laughs> and then I decided to call him and I told him about the idea and literally didn't even hesitate one second and he said he was on board. Um, in. In. Happy? Oh, okay. Excited? Mate, happy, mate. Happy is the first. Well, to be fair, well, my first one. You know what? This is the first one. <laughs> this is the first one. This second, the... second no, episode. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the first episode. <laughs> to be fair, I had a lot of good feedback in regards to the first episode. So. No, it was. To be fair, I heard. We it. have. We have to upgrade it. Yeah, exactly. You need. You need an upgrade. And what do you need to upgrade? A good co-host. This guy. <laughs> but anyways, good to have you on board. Yeah. Looking forward to. Can I add one disclaimer, please? Go for it, mate. So, obviously, I'm co-hosting now. So, the only disclaimer is, I don't really know how to not swear, especially when I get excited. <laughs> so, don't worry, man. When so, I'm uploading uh, the episode, I'll put the explicit logo up. I love so, that. everybody knows that. Yeah. Beware. So, so please don't feel offended. And apologies up front. <laughs> Sorted. Um, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. On to the less important one. <laughs> Possibly the most important part of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair, our guests. Fair. Guests are important. Guests are important, mate. Guests are more important than hosts because hosts can get chucked out. I'm just letting you know. You know? So, um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to my guest today. He's a childhood friend of both Danny and myself. Mm. Um, we've known him for many, many, too many, many, too many, too many years. Far too many years. Far too many years. <laughs> I think he's got many wonderful stories to tell. Hopefully he will go into depth in regards to a special story um, today. Round of applause for Ivan! Woohoo! Come on! <laughs> Welcome. Nice one. <laughs> How are you feeling? <clears throat> a bit nervous. Uh, just uh, want to see what sort of topics you're gonna topics you're gonna actually ask her. Don't worry, man. We'll go easy on you. Well, we'll go easy on you. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, first of all, how's life man? treating you? How's it going, Geese? At the moment, it's all right, man. How's quarantine? Team? Well, he ain't doing it's anything, not, is he? <laughs> it's lockdown. So I've been furloughed from the 26th of March. Been at home doing absolutely nothing until the 25th of April when I decided to embark on a journey. Just fitness that. journey. Nice. So since then, I've been dieting, trying to exercise. But How's it going? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, passionate about it uh <coughs> some days I, I do feel the love of the exercise after i actually do it not whilst i'm doing it because i'm cussing yeah not before it because i don't ever want to do it, it. Yeah. i don't even want to do it but i forced myself to do it and uh but yeah it's getting better getting mm. better i'm treating it a bit like boot camp like literally all i'm just focusing on me yeah it's like health diet exercise I've got to work, unlike you, you know, lazy one. But, yeah, but, you, but, um, but you're I'm working from working. home, to be fair. You're working from I'm the home. only one that needs to get the daily transport. We've got the key worker here. We've got the key worker. Key, key worker, worker. Oh. round of applause. Yeah, key workers, guys. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't do much. <laughs> I'm not um, a doctor or a nurse. I'm not saving lives, but, you know. But to be fair, you are, because you're sending key and important messages to people's mobile phones. Part of. That's so a very, that small, very key. small glimpse of my... That is key. Mm. job description so, um, but yeah it's been alright it's been alright I've got a dog that I've got to look after I've got uh, <laughs> he needs a lot of looking after uh, a fiance it's like having, having three dogs after. you got to look yeah. after your fiance of yeah. course man she ain't going to be happy when listen, she hears this listen it's more like the other way around bro if, 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 if we don't take care of them <laughs> that's true another yeah, that's man's going to take care of them can't afford that can I that is true 
Yeah, you need them, mate. So, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been all right. It's been so all right. What, raring what, to go back to work now. What's the end goal with the body transformation? Uh, my wedding next year. Oi. So the 21st of August, hopefully get married uh, if all this pandemic and stuff lets us. Um, You're hopefully... very lucky you didn't get married this year, man. To be fair, the initial plans was maybe to get married this year, but then I thought, do you know what? Let's so... save up a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And um, to be fair, the the venue where we've booked already, they didn't have availability for this year. So they had, and to be fair, the day that we picked was the last day that they hadn't last for the next two years. So, so when's the happy day? Twenty first of August. Did you there forget, you mate? <laughs> no, so that's good sign. <laughs> no, I was actually lucky. Fo- lucky, luckily, he's got two groomsmen to help him out with that. Yeah, it's not that. I was actually focusing on on David. No, yeah, on the twenty first of August, twenty twenty one. Should be our big day. No, I'm actually looking forward to it because finally I get to go to a wedding. I just can't believe that you've never been to a I've wedding. I've never in been your to life. a wedding, mate. You're 25 and you've never been to a wedding. Don't blame me. Blame my um, my colleagues, my friends, my surroundings. Why can't you get married? Good uh, question. Very good question. I need a girl for that, unfortunately. <laughs> well, you got to get yourself out of the market, mate. I know, man. Well, quarantine's not allowing me, innit? <laughs> it's called lockdown. It's called... Uh, We've never done a quarantine unless it's you've called, had a coronavirus. Uh, it's called cock-blocking. <laughs> <laughs> that is also fair. <laughs> so that is possibly That is possibly the most truest <laughs> statement. No wing. No, he's not wingmanning me, mate. Mate, he lives with his girlfriend. He don't know the pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, fiancé. That is yeah. true. Um, you recently created an Instagram account mm-hmm. to show your body transformation. That is right. It is Costas underscore transformation. Yeah. So what? What um, are you so, uploading daily updates or weekly updates? Well, do you know what? At the moment, I don't even know. I'm quite confuzzled about. I mean, you only that. started yesterday or a few days ago. A so. couple of days ago, genuinely. So I'm a bit confuzzled as to how to go about things and stuff, but. Uh, I've posted twice. The first one was just a picture that you actually took in Christmas um, of me in Mr. Spain. Mr. Photographer. Um, Classic. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't show exactly how I was, but it was more or less a representation of how my body was at the time, although I was hooded up and stuff, but yeah. as chunky as possible. Um, but it the first post is more or, more or less a description of what that is going to be about. Yeah. What's to come, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you mind... Saying how much you weighed, I want. I want. No, so on the twenty. Mate, he's already hit a milestone. I've Let's hit a milestone today. Today has been the day that I've hit my ten kilos milestone. So on the twenty sixth of March was the first day of lockdown of furlough. So I weighed myself, I measured myself, and that was I was a hundred kilos. Mm. Um, big boy. I was. I was a very big boy. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not that big. I'm not that tall, as you guys know. So um, I was quite a big... I was on the chunky side of things, let's say. Mm. Um, although everyone else was telling me, oh, yeah, you look good. You look all this, all that. And I was like, not really, mate. I've got a lot of love handles dropping down, isn't it? Mm. So, um, yeah. So on the 26th, I was like... There was two ways. There was a, This lockdown could have gone both ways. It could have gone... I could have gotten bigger and gotten maybe even into a worse shape mentally and physically or I could be doing what I'm doing at the moment yeah. I haven't felt this happy in three years and That's I haven't good. felt this this fit in three years either mm. although I'm not there yet but it's what it's about be better than day but I feel like exactly. that's something that us three have felt like per- mm. me personally obviously I'm in the best shape of my life obviously it's not oi, oi, hello. No, <laughs> no but I don't mean it in that sense no, I meant course. I mean it in a sense that like you know I still got a long way to go a lot to improve I'm um, taking it day by day. I have my own personal goals. I'm not, you know, challenging, my, challenging myself with mm. anyone else. Yeah. But I feel good. I'm eating more, trying new stuff, which I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now and again, I'm lifting a couple weights. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be fair, like, I'm similar to you guys. Um, I've treated it, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it's like a bit of boot camp. Um, so I'm actually just enjoying it, to be fair. And it's also, at the beginning of a uh, lockdown... I was like, I don't know about you guys, but like every every evening I was like um, just drinking beers or drinking wine, like just chilling out for like two weeks straight right at the beginning. I was like, this ain't good for me. So um, literally I was like, yeah, Dan, get back into like what you do, even though you're locked at home, you know, you can still do your thing. So yeah, I was just like exercising, eating healthy. And um, I've been doing it for around two years now-ish. And um, from where I was then to where I'm now, I'm pretty pleased. 
And like you guys said, it's like you makes you feel good, doesn't yeah. it? Even psychologically. Yeah. I don't. Even, I don't even think I do it massively for the physically side. It's just more for fitness and psychology. Well, I yeah. think that's it, though, man. People don't understand how much your your body actually can affect your mental health. In regards to mental health and stuff, I can actually open up to you, both of you, that I've never actually done before um, since the tragedy that happened on the 14th of June of 2017. Which was Grenfell Tower. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, just for a bit of context here, um, this was obviously... Uh, a key day. This has been a key day in Yuan's life. Reason being is that his his family and himself, that's the building they lived in. Um, I remember, and I'm sure David remembers going over when we were kids for sleepovers. Dude, not even like that. that, mate. You yeah. don't know how... You get, literally, this is something that fascinates me. I was in Yuan's house the week, week before. before. That's something that I always right. remember. The week prior to the incident, I was in Yuan's house. Yuan's... I don't know what was the reason why. Yeah, I can't remember. He Maybe invited me some, over, probably to some play some FIFA, eat, have lunch together, some yeah. random excuse like that. Whilst you were still at Plymouth, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah I was still at uni, I think. And I was... No, there. no, I was in Shanghai. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. in Shanghai. You saw yeah, the cause, next cause, day. Yeah, because... So, fascinatingly enough, so... I mean, when did the fire start? Oh, sorry, guys, sorry, guys. I'll be going straight into it. <laughs> we're in, we're in. It's too late now, we're in it. <laughs> but when when did the fire break? I was On like... On the 14th at what time? 12.54. AM, AM, right? So this was late, late night. And so I was living in Shanghai. So obviously because of the time difference, I was at work yeah. in China. And I was like, my phone started buzzing like crazy. And I was like, oh my God. I literally straight away put on BBC News on my laptop. And I was on like the phone messaging Ivan. And th- we're on the phone all night, weren't we? Yeah. Literally all night long. And for me, it was my... I already told my manager, I'm sorry. <laughs> Today, I might not be working as, as well as usual or as normal as usual. But yeah, it was just all throughout my working day and it was just all throughout the night. Yeah, it was... Uh, so it started at one at 12.54. I fortunately wasn't in the tower at the time, but I know that if I was, I would have probably f- slept through the whole where, where were you in I the was event? At my missus' parents' house. Mm. Um, but then at 10 past one, my parents phoned me saying that the building was on fire and I was like, what do you mean the building was on fire? Did they call you? Yeah, they called me and they yeah. were out already at the time. Were you... But they they were in the building when the fire. They were in the building. Yeah. How did they get? How did they get notified? Um. So my close neighbour Tiago, he lived in front of the hallway. Yeah. His parents went out for dinner, and. What do you mean hallway in the same building still? Yeah. So the building had the the floor. Every floor it had twenty three floors. Yeah. Every floor had six flats inside, and uh, and he lived just opposite Mm. us. So basically, his parents were out for dinner. And they came in through the front door. They saw the fire brigade and stuff there. And they just came through the front door. Um, Late dinner? Yeah, so they <laughs> went to take yeah. one of the cousins, I think, oh, was okay, out okay. to the hotel that they were staying at. And um, basically what happened was they went up, but they were about to go up without another neighbor. Yeah. However, the neighbor caught the, the same lift. And it was thanks to that neighbor that they, they were alerted of the fire because that neighbor lived on the fire where the fire started. On the floor. On the floor that yeah, the fire yeah, yeah. started, sorry. And um, obviously, Tiago's parents spoke to the fire brigade and they said, look, it's all under control. Um, we put it off and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But Miguel was like, do you know what? I'm going to go up. Yeah, um, Tiago's mom was Lucky like, I'm going to go down. Because Tiago and his sister, they were actually sleeping at the time. Jesus. Um, Tiago was actually preparing for, for school, I mean, for, for uni exams and, you know, he was preparing for GCSEs mm. which actually she went to do a GCSE I think chemistry GCSE the next day I remember you mentioned this yeah, and she and passed that, it and, and she passed it, it yeah. isn't that insane and basically she just went he just went up and knocked on his son on, on his door obviously and said look there's a fire we're going down then they knocked on my parents door and then like I think every neighbour just got alerted as well so mm. they went down and it was 10 past 1 uh, they gave me a call I was in Tulsa Hill, you guys know where that is, how far that is. I think I got to the tower. It was like, uh, not even that. I was there at 27 past. Yeah. But I could feel the heat already. Bearing in mind, I didn't know like the magnitude of this. I just generally thought that there was just a small small fire. I was thinking, you know what? It's probably contained to the flat that it was in. Probably got the butt above (laughs) two, but you know. So, so give us, give us your reaction. So obviously. You drive up, you park the car. Yeah. 
First thing you see your parents, I assume. No, you, no. You so I, I drove down to towards like Notting Hill, Victoria sides, then Victoria, Park Lane, Notting Hill. By Park Lane, I could start feeling the heat wow. of the fire and I saw a massive blaze. And I was like, wow, is that it? And then I was like, I was on the phone to my parents and I was like, my mum started crying. She was like, yeah, everything's going to go. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then I'm, I'm like, well, I'm, I'll be there in five minutes. So mm. I parked up and on Labour Grove next to the Barclays in the corner. Mm. And I walked down and uh, trying to find my parents. There was loads of people. Like it was an unbelievable amount of people that was there. So I found my parents next to Tony Ray's house. Okay. Which like is basically right in front of the tower. Yeah. And then I was like, well, well this is a bit fucked, isn't it? Yeah. Pardon the language. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I got there, one of the sides of the towers was... Flames. Was in flames up already, Mad. but what we didn't know is that it was going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, then yeah, then we went into Tony Ray's house, who actually offered us to stay there yeah. the whole night and the whole morning and the whole afternoon. Yeah, for clarity, that's that's like a family friend. Yeah, it's family yeah. friends, and um, and yeah, so we spent it there calling. I actually was on the phone to one of my friends, close friend Marcio. He's a survivor from the, I believe, it's twenty first floor. Wow. <clears throat> I think you know what floor was the fire on on the fourth how many floors did the whole building have 23. 23 23 so the fourth was the fire yeah you guys lived on the 13th 13th we went bang in the middle right in the middle and then yeah. there was the guy on the 21st yeah so he was one of the last people to come out and I was on the phone to him until like 3 o'clock in the morning when all the phone shut, phone lines shut down and what was did, did he mention at all what, what he could see or what he was experiencing uh, I actually had a video that he sent me of what he could see so he opened the door imagine the front door of your house yeah well no let's say of your room because your room you have a wall right in front mm-hmm. so let's say you open your room's door and you just see pitch black you don't even see the wall just smoke it's you like if you close let's say for the view for the listeners here just close your eyes that's what you could say and that's all you could see and that's with your eyes open and you need to breathe that in and you need to breathe that in jesus christ so it, he when he left he actually left around four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, if I'm not mistaken. And he actually left due to the fire creeping into his into his bedroom. Otherwise, uh, the... the how, pe- how did he get out? He ran down. Just down the stairs? Yeah. He, Blinding, him, essentially. Yeah, so, I mean, when you lived in the tower, you sort of had a, a knowledge of, a mental picture of where well, the staircase day, is. Right? Yeah. 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 So, for example, if I was to leave my my house, I know that if I go directly diagonal to the right, there's a staircase. If I go a bit further left, that's where the lifts are, etc., etc. So, what he by done, the way, he's closing his eyes. He still yeah. knows. Yeah, he still knows his freaking house. Mate, look, I'm, like. I'm, in the, I'm in the corner left, where the, to my left. As soon as I come out my house, to my left, there's a dry riser. Do I turn right? There's two flats, one o two and one o one. I was one zero three. Right down the middle of the thing, of the whole building, there's the two lifts. On the other side is flat 104, 105 and 106. And then there's a bin chute right in front of 106 and then the staircase in front of 102. And that is a, that is a flat. Mad to think, like you live in a, you live somewhere all your life. I mean, with you've lived in the same flat since you were a kid. I've uh, lived in the same house, right? Yeah. So it's like you have all these mental images and like yeah. for you, like... Like they're, they're, it's not there, though, right? It's, it's just it's not there anymore for you. We, we people don't understand, like, but yes, and and Marcio actually, sorry, touching back into Marcio's story, he left with his two daughters, pregnant wife, and and two neighbors. He lost his two daughters and his wife whilst running down the stairs. Yeah. Wow. Um, two of them made it out alive, and then one of them actually fainted in in inside, and. He come out and he was like, "Where's my daughter?" So, my God, he had to go back in. The fire brigades weren't letting him back in, and he was like, "No, you're gonna let me back in because my daughter's my daughter. there." I don't care what you say. And um, unfortunately, they lost the baby. Um, yeah, the little baby that they were expecting. Thankfully, now I could say thankfully they've got a nice uh, a, a, a little baby girl now. Um, so. But yeah, it's just like, and then the firemen had obviously the lights where they could see and then they brought her out and stuff. But they were in hospital for like three weeks with induced comas. Yeah. So, yeah. And and people don't understand the magnitude of this event. Mm. And it's still unresolved. Yeah, it's still unresolved. There's no justice. um, There's there's nothing. 
No justice. No conclusion. No. Do you yeah. mind explaining um, what you guys went through or the aftermath in the next, let's say, I don't know, three to five days after the fire? Like, what happened to you? Where did you guys sleep? Um, everything. How everything? How were you, you supported? How were you? Yeah. How were so, you surviving? Basically, what so, did you guys eat? Where? So where did first, you guys stay? The first day, which was the fourteenth. The first day was obviously we went there at night to Tony Ray's house, to a friend's house, and we stayed there the whole day and night. Yeah, oh, the whole night and day. Um, but then my missus' parents offered us a place to stay for the for the first week. My mum didn't want to go to a hotel. Um, Any reason why? Any particular reason? Yeah, it's just like you're just in shock and you want to be surrounded by people that you love and love yeah, you back. And it's like if you're going into a hotel, you're going into four rooms. In four walls. Yeah. Um, I I obviously got a room apart, f- separate from my parents, and it was quite hard because obviously you're used to going to the same house, into the same room, like into well, you're the not same. Together, right? Yeah, and exactly. especially in these moments, that's when you want to be together. Exactly. Yeah. So we were together with Patricia's parents for the first few days, first week, if not a bit more. Um, but the first couple of days, in terms of help the rugby trust the portobello rugby trust which is a, a charity based in in latimer road they helped us out massively mm. so they the community man like genuinely you don't understand like people that owned calves and stuff had the calves open people were donating food drinks uh you name it clothes socks shoes whatever it was just for people to be able to to get it's incredible in this country the solidarity that comes from the community yeah. in, in, in dark moments like that's that's you know one exactly just the perfect one to mention you know um, like people will you know support when, when people yeah. are in need which is great personally speaking I think people will support you more if you're living in a community where there's not much wealth mm. So the north side of Kensington, it's which not, is... It's not that distant to them. So they where, can relate, right? Exactly. So the north side of Kensington, and David can vouch for this, it's not that wealthy. Hmm. You'll get some nice houses. Like the, the, the distance between Grenfell Tower and a multi-billion pound house is just across the road. And this is what people don't understand. Hmm. Like, we literally lived... We're talking about Holland Park, right? We're talking about <laughs> Holland Park. We're talking about <laughs> where clarify, the Beckhams live. Yeah, Beckham lives there. Simon You're talking Cowell, about all these, all these and these games, houses right? are worth millions, if not more. Mm. And it's just a walk away, not even a walk away. Um, not even that far down to Holland Park, even before Holland Park, behind the Rugby Trust, there's houses that are worth that sort of money. I think when it comes to solidarity, I think there's a more solidarity in the side where less wealth but more heart yeah um and that's where we saw communities like labour grove mm-hmm. portobello um Goldborn road people that are from those sort of areas latimer road north pole road like those sort of people were the ones that were coming to us mm-hmm. at the westway dropping their stuff off and saying look whatever you need just come this is where it is yeah whatever <laughs> it's, it's a topic that i uh i yeah. I, I do strongly no, it's rightfully so, I think, you know, it's uh, obviously a very mm. touchy subject, a subject very close to you, because obviously you've direct, ex- you've experienced <laughs> it firsthand, yeah, even though you were not there, but it's, yeah, um, you lived there. Yeah, and at 20, the end, 22 years. And man. at the end of the day, everything was taken away from you in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you could have died. And you, the, the the thing is, yeah, the, the thing that hurts the most is is not the fact because at the end of the day, there could be fires anywhere in the world. But the thing is, you're you're standing there, and I'm looking at the tower, and I'm just counting like the number of floors from the top that haven't been burnt down towards. And you're sort of praying like, right, if the fire stops now, my house hasn't burnt. <laughs> that's definitely how that, you're seeing it. That's how I was viewing it. Yeah. From my perspective, how, I was like, genuinely, I pictured that's you how I was middle. seeing it. So I was like, right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten. Right, so if my house is here and the fire hasn't got up there, then, right, there's a possibility I could still recover stuff. Like, generally, my parents left without anything. Mm. They just... My mum left in her in her nightgown. She took her phone and her keys. And my dad 
Like she had a go at my dad before going down because my dad went to the bathroom and actually started combing his hair and stuff. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she was you like, have to "Listen, look good for the outside world." She was, she These was like, "Firefighters, you know." Wait, <laughs> oh, there might be a nice one. <laughs> like, Jesus listen, Christ! My mum was like, "Listen, if you don't hurry up, I'm dashing down." You know. <laughs> Well, they eventually came they, downstairs, they, yeah. right? <laughs> Basically, they made it, yeah. But yeah. but my dad went with his phone yeah, and keys and wallet because that's all you put. That's yeah. all you take. You don't think, do you know what? I'm going out of my house and I'm not going to come back in. The, the crazy thing is that, like, obviously the fire started, like you said, on the fourth floor. Mm. And um, I think it was, was it a period of like an hour of 90 minutes? Or I can't remember the period, but it's essentially when the cladding and the insulation caught yeah. fire, um, that essentially just went up in flames bro like, that was floor a, by floor no, genuinely my dad went down at one ten past one at 20 past one he showed me pictures where the side of the of where the cladding caught onto mm. was all in flames in 10 minutes it took the fire 14 minutes to get from the bottom to the top See, wow, I thought it was even longer than that. No, it took minutes. an hour. And the worst thing is that you're, as I said, you're looking at it and you're thinking, right, I'm just watching my house burn and I can't do anything about it. The thing is, the, the fact of the matter is you're coming out of this with people that have passed away. Yeah. You know, families, complete families that have yeah. passed away. You're coming out of it with families that have been broken. Yep. Perfect example, your, your, your friend that you knew from the 21st floor lost his baby. Um, then you've got and then, and then you've got situations where entire house, you know, the household itself is just gone, which is yeah. your example, which all your memories, all your possessions, mm-hmm. everything to your name, pretty much everything to your Basically name. Basically everything that I've wiped. ever owned and had and, you know, a war I slept in, everything. Ba- baby pictures of you when I was a kid. Yeah, albums, I've got, you know, got nothing. Parents always have, you know, I just my, what, what, memories. What's mind blowing is that transition from, you know, a few hours before the fire, having essentially everything you yeah. need healthy family yeah a nice apartment yeah uh, beautiful views to be beautiful fair. views the views were ridiculous you know you got you had everything going in your favor you had a beautiful girlfriend yeah uh, a loving family from their end to essentially a few hours later everything quote being, unquote having nothing yeah. it's, it's, do you know yeah. what i mean that transition your life, is absolutely your life crazy takes a takes a massive turn man it's basically like tipping this table over you've got nothing well your you've life is, just becomes a mess yeah. all of a sudden you know, basically, you, you don't yeah. know what to do. You've got no house, no home to to return to. You're like, what the hell am I even doing in this world? Yeah, that's how a lot of people come about, and the, like the the mental health issues that come that stem from it from that. Mm. Yeah, can you touch a bit on on mentally how you you've suffered? Um, so I've and if to, it's and if it's still affecting you, of course. I, I've tried to suffer it alone, to be fair. Um, what, what made you do, what Patricia made you do can that? Vouch for that. I think the first time I opened up to her. Uh, was about uh, December before I quit Amazon. Yeah. And that was just one day where we were driving before going to Spain and I just told her, look, this is how I felt after the fire. I just felt really alone. Um, although I was getting messages left, right, centre and people coming to see mm. you, you still feel alone. It's, it's a very weird one to, to understand because even now I'm thinking about it and it's like, people might think but you weren't alone people were were still texting you you were still with your missus like yeah. but it's not about that is it's, it? yeah it's, it's I don't know how to explain it it's just I felt alone it was like but there's a void you feel yeah. like a void in your life don't you yeah and you well can't. you've actually you've lost something you've lost every, no <laughs> that's been something. there all your life no it's not even something you, you lost everything you don't lose something you, lose a lot. you genuinely lose your whole life mm. yeah. I've had to restart my life at the age of 22 basically it's like I was born again and my parents are the same They've worked so hard for everything that we had in that house, not just monetarily, but the the sentimental value that you get because obviously pictures. Uh, my mum was the only girl in her family. So my nan, who sadly wow, passed yeah. away like 15, 16 years ago, she gave her everything to my mum because she mm. was the only girl. Pictures of my grandparents. Unfortunately, that year for us was actually horrendous because my granddad on my dad's side passed away in Jan. Mm. My, the fire was in June. My nan passed away in August. That's all from my dad's side. And my auntie from my dad's side passed away the Jan after. So that, that from January to January, that year was like, it's a bit like 2020, a year that <laughs> just has to be erased in from yeah. our calendars. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, you're looking at it and it's like, I've lived here for 22 years. I've had football boots, right? That 
don't even fit my finger right now. That you look back and it's like, wow, man, I could have showed this to my kids. I won't be able to say to my kids, look, this is what I look like when I'm when I was when I was younger. I've got one picture, I think. Where is it? Down yeah. there. One picture, and that's all I can show my kids. That. How did you manage to get that picture? That was at Patricia's mum's house. Ah. I gave it to her as a gift. You know what? Linking to Patricia's to Patricia and her family, I I I knew Patricia but very little, and it was actually after that. After grandfather, I don't know how you feel, David, but the fact that she was there for you and her whole family were there for you so much that I actually came to like really, really like and yeah. you know, and even love Patricia because I can see how good she's been to you and for you and 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 to your family, you yeah. know. Um, and that's when it really made me realise how. Not gonna lie, mate, you ain't gonna find no one better. No, probably yeah. not. <laughs> that's why I put a ring on it. <laughs> that's why. That's why I told you that an you, expensive ring. Yeah, that she why, deserves it. That, that is why I told you that. I have to take care of her. Because yeah. if I don't take care of her, then someone else will. And, and she I can't, took, I can't she afford took, that. She took care of you, mate. Yeah, yeah so you know, exactly. So it's, it's reciprocal. Yeah. So it's, at the end of the day, yeah. she's been through, like generally, she's been through everything. Obviously, I started counselling around nine months ago. Well, no, I don't, yeah, around nine months ago. Um, You're still doing it now? I'm still doing it now, yeah. Is it working? Do you find any benefits from it? Yeah, that? so it's wicked speaking about how you feel to a complete stranger. Mm. And yeah. she's just there to listen. It's not as if... Do you prefer it as to sharing your feelings your friends, yeah. to a friend? Yeah. Cause or even a family member? I mean, some things that he's told us today, like, I didn't even know. Yeah, about. none of you guys would, would have known. I some of it, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, because another thing that I wanted to touch on is um, you, uh, both yourself and Patricia mentioned that you've never, ever... Spoke about it. Spoke about the subject. You've never no. given an interview to the media. Uh, just the Spanish media on just the days the Spanish. after. Like, genuinely, the, the first and second day after that. Just because... My family and someone else's family were the the only Spanish people living in that tower. That's mm. that is genuinely the only reason they were just asking why, like what what are you doing now with your life, um, and that's it. But that's genuinely the only. I think I only done three interviews with a Spanish. TV. Any reason why you just didn't feel like doing it? No, because I know that if I was to go into the media, um, the way I was brought up is. Um, if I see an injustice, I have to speak out about it. Mm. And I know that if I go to the media, I'll probably get into trouble. So I'd rather just avoid it. So it was the fact of the matter that, that I, don't, I don't know the specifics, but obviously the cladding and the insulation, mm. it wasn't, I don't know what the right terming is, fireproof, essentially. It wasn't uh, so basically, flammable. So basically, no, they were very highly flammable when issue. put together. But it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't. So when the, whoever, I mean, I don't know the specifics, like I said, they whoever signed know. off the paper. They had to know. They had you, to know that it Because you have, when you go into building regulations, when you start to do a refurb, you will have to have a fire safety inspector mm. come and test and check. Mm. There was no tests and checks. The fire alarms didn't work. The dry risers didn't work. The The water supply into the dry risers was locked, was blocked off. Do you know what's so funny? From the outside, it looks so pretty. Yeah. But from the inside, it was a death trap. But yeah. that's but that's why... So like you mentioned earlier, you've got... Just down the road, you've got properties that cost millions of houses. And that's why they've done that. And that's why you've got the controversy that they made it look beautiful because they don't want to look at an ugly concrete building, these people that have million-pound houses yeah. or whatever it is. They want to see something pretty and colourful. Yeah. So that's why the whole controversy kicks in, isn't it? Yeah. Now, for example, I'm in my own flat, right? And I think to myself, do you know what? I live in a second floor. What happens if there's a fire downstairs? How do I get out? Generally, how do I get out if it comes up the stairs? Window. I'll have to jump out the window. Possibly face a couple bomb breaks. Eh, minor. Or death. Or death. Depends how you fall. Mainly death, because it is quite a high... Yeah, yeah. high... I mean, you'd probably try and climb it down, grabbing onto pipes and yeah. shit if you can find it. But pipes are broken. Imagine that. But uh, see, that fire, it's, it's the thing, like you said, like fire, like fire alarm's not working, the things yeah. aren't working. And when you're talking about, you know, I mean, what what is the the term like it's a government building essentially right it is a government yeah. actually it was a or a council building it was a council yeah. flat it was, yeah. well it was a government building well the whole building social yeah. housing yeah. so surely there should be regulations that every year or every two years or every three years but these things have to be checked and there isn't and the, that's what's surprising because yeah. we are currently speaking well there's still 
government buildings to this day and private buildings to this day with the cladding and insulation together that is very flammable with the same flammable with the same cladding and insulation that grandfather same tower materials had. yeah same materials like what what do they want to happen there's a, there was there has been a couple of fires in buildings up in north of england mm. with the same cladding and, and insulation and you're thinking to yourself right was grenfell tower not enough was it not a valid was it not enough proof for you to know that this and this can't go together yeah so i mean so obviously we discussed the moments you know of, of while it was actually happening the first three to five days should we look at how your life has been has changed now going forward essentially yeah um so so what was then provided to you what you know how how did things how did you get along with your life essentially for the next year two years three years so i was actually at university as you probably both know mm. um doing an accounting and financial management role um degree course yeah degree yeah. but i finished my first year my last exam was actually on the 14th of june mm. and uh I, I thought you know what i could try and carry on uh, just for the sake of it but it come to around February the following year and I just couldn't and I was like you know what I just can't get myself so after the, the first couple of weeks they were quite tough but that we were offered at the Westway the RBKC set out like a um, uh, an emergency team mm. and uh, you had to go there to ask for a hotel mm. so they didn't have I mean they I don't know how they didn't have like paperwork to be like right this family that lived in flat 103, I've got their telephone number. Let's give them a call, right? We have to. We had to go to there and be like, right, we need a hotel because mm. we can't stay with our our friends. So we needed to go there, get the hotel. We stayed in in Cromwell Road in a Mercure hotel, mm. and uh, we were there. My mum was there. For, well, we were there for a month because my mum's diabetic. She can't have um, the insulin without it being in the fridge. So. Okay. We actually had to buy a mini fridge for it to go into the hotel, put her insulin in there. Mm -hmm. So we were like, look, we need to move because my mum was getting a bit agitated. My dad was getting a bit agy. My dad started work three weeks after the fire. Mm. My mum started more or less the same. I was obviously not working. Uh, and then we got moved from there. We got moved to Victoria. So we were actually living behind Westminster Abbey. Did you live in Victoria? Yeah, so I lived in my with my parents. I lived, uh, so that was in June, uh, July. We went to Spain uh, in August. Because I know then you got an apartment in yeah, Street, Kensington. Yeah, so I went to, I was living with my parents until November. In November, they changed their flat to Olympia where they're living now. Nice flat. Very nice, very flat. nice flat. Actually, very nice flat. Deservedly. That, and then I moved into High Street Kensington into a basement flat because they didn't want to pay for my... They, they said, we'd rather you stay in a two-bedroom house rather than us pay a hotel and pay you a storage. Because I, st I had like a couple of wardrobes and stuff that I brought from Victoria. Um, so I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'll do it. Because to be fair, my idea was like, do you know what? Look, I'll make life easy for you guys. I'm not fast, you know? I'm not fast. I'll make life easy for you guys. Just give me a decent apartment. give me apartment. a place that's decent. <laughs> give me a place that's decent. Give me a place where I can just move on. I don't want to be back and forth, back and forth. So, yeah, and then I was in High Street, Ken, I believe, for... On, so, a, on a side note, mm. the service... In, in your apartment, I should get it was poor. It was poor. Like, elaborate, please. It was poor. Like, no this service. Is, this is how bad it was. I had to use an MP3. Um, you know the MP3 dongles, yeah. the internet dongles. Right. I had to use and top up every two weeks twenty quid for me to use internet. The Wi-Fi in the service there was poor. You weren't a basement. Was it the one flat. that you were on, a, on in the, the basement? Yeah, you were in a yeah. basement essentially. So no wonder internet was, yeah. was shit. Yeah, it was bad. It wasn't like, a. It wasn't a ugly apartment. It was just very dull. You're slightly underground though. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, it was, it was very dull. Yeah. Like it was very dark. Um, the worst thing was that obviously you're in a basement, and and the the road was quite high up. Mm. So. But 
I was there until I signed my this tenancy where I'm living in now. I signed my tenancy in a, on the like sixth or sixth or seventh of November, like in and around my birthday. On the twenty fourth of Chris, on Christmas Eve, I had a fire here. Funnily enough. What? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know so, that? <laughs> so no one. I, I could have gone to the news and said, "Look, I, I came from where I came from, and they still put me in a place where I could be in a fire." You know, because basically where my stove is, behind the stove now, I've got obviously um, tiles. Right. But before it didn't even have a back uh, a splashback, which is it doesn't allow. Um, like for example when you're frying so the oils and all that sort of stuff to go into the wall mm-hmm. so it doesn't dirty the wall yeah. so I didn't have that I had a little plank of wood so I was cooking for Christmas Eve and the plank of wood caught fire oh my god yeah fires just follow you mate mate it's I know I'm fire but Jesus <laughs> but, um, I like what you did there <laughs> nice little segue yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's like, and and that obviously in Christmas holidays, RBKC is closed. Mm. And you're thinking, right, who do I even contact? 999. I'll put it off myself, but. So essentially, it seems like, obviously, what happened happened. But they don't give a and shit about us. And then you were bounced around different properties. Yes, yeah, basically, yeah. And then now that you've been bounced to your final property, even it's that still had stressful. pretty, quite a lot of issues. Yeah. I, mean, I love your property. I love it. I, love, I, mean, I mean, I've come to love the flat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, the property in itself is beautiful. It's mm. spacious. It's quite, it's very, it's very um, light. Mm. Like I've got natural I'd, I'd, light. I'd, I'd even say jealous to be fair. It's, uh, it's, like... <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. For a spot, couple. It's spot on. For yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Couldn't ask for more. And That's can't. my honest opinion. And I'm not ungrateful I wish I had this flat. I'm not ungrateful for it, but... Truth's got to be said, like no, the flooring, mm. bro. The flooring feels like you're drunk. It's sinking. The yeah. flooring. They fixed this floor. They physically fixed this floor, and it's still sinking. Mm. Like, yeah. Bro, you got to do buildings properly, man. Bloody spend the money. Mm. We are the richest borough in the UK. I'm sure you could spend five k fixing up the bloody floor. Mm. You're Especially the off a victim from from not, an no, issue I'm, that was. Forget about me. I'm yeah. just talking like in general. Yeah, but, no, mate. And then sure. after that, I dropped out of uni. Going back to uh, yeah, the, the future <laughs> post grandfather. <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, we got a bit derailed there. Yeah, because I was going to ask you. Obviously, we are. Three... Are we on a time frame? What? Are we on a time frame? No time frame. Okay, there's cool. no rush, mate. Cool. I'm, no, I'm just asking if there's a time frame. It's just um, automatic. No, I was gonna say obviously three years in. It's the anniversary. Yeah. So how are you feeling now? Three years in. Do you feel like you're in a better place mentally? Better state this in your life. This lockdown helped me out. <laughs> I think it's helped out. I mean, I've got plenty of people. Honestly, it it has helped me out a lot. Um, I'm a summer person, so whenever it starts getting daylight like this and it gets dark at nine nine thirty. That's I'm in my environment. The first couple, the first year, that was quite tough because I sort of want to seclude myself from everyone. I actually did think, like I actually said to my parents, like, why don't we just fuck off to Spain? You know, we've got nothing here. Generally, we've got nothing here. Mm. Now we've started to rebuild our own thing, but I did actually say to my parents, why don't we just fuck off to Spain? Obviously, my parents said no. Fucking hell. Um, Should have stopped you. Uh, it, that, it shouldn't you, stop you me. Are, you are a man. You are 25 now. Yeah, but but I was 22 at the time. Still an adult. <laughs> but I had responsibilities. Such as? Go on, name us one. <laughs> Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but She's like, going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so for example, like, I wouldn't... Right now, that I was, what, three years into relationship with her at the time. Mm. Um... I could obviously always see myself with her for the future. So it's like, if I fuck off now, I, I lose what could potentially be my wife. Mm. Well, she is going to be. No, no <laughs> at the time, if Very I was to leave, um, I would have lost at the time what would potentially be my wife. Mm. Not now, but... And if I don't, then I also run the risk of, of never trying yeah. to go, if that makes any sense. Mm. And that's always something that's been in the back of my mind, man. I've got a few regrets in my life. 
at such a young age. Mm. I think, yeah, trying. I think that's key, you, man. Because you never know. For for whoever listens to this and is is doubtful between one thing or the other, just do it, man. Just go for it. Right, what, Nike what? CEO over here. <laughs> no, 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 just genuinely. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Like, for example, the way I see it is if it didn't go well for me in Spain, what stops me from coming back? I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm like you, you, you effed off to China. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big year. fan. I'm a but big Dan, f- but in regards to Danny, he knew he was going to come back. Yeah, I know, but but I had literally had nothing to lose in that to yeah. but, in that extent. But nor do we. But for I'm, example, I'm, yourself and myself. I'm, I'm, I was going to say that I'm I'm a big fan of chucking yourself at the deep end, and then you'll make yourself survive. No, yeah. you'll make yourself deal with it. Look, with the situation. At yeah. the end of the day, for any of your listeners that want a piece of advice or just want to have or you know them those sort of things that like you. Right, just, when, you when you're in you, your mind you're like should I get the tattoo or should I like, just you, do it <laughs> yeah generally it's, just, it's it. only forever yeah. <laughs> no, that's why when you're drunk it's easier to make a commitment <laughs> so like for example genuinely like when you're indecisive and you just think and you go to sleep and you think about oh let's God just give me a sign I am your sign just go for it don't you got, uh, you got, got God here, Jesus, man. <laughs> um, Sound like a preacher, man. Yeah, genuinely, because then that, that's something that I've I've learnt learnt learn within time, and it's like, do you know what? I regret not giving it a go at football. Mm. I went, and then I stopped because I don't know why. Yeah, but if you follow this transformation that you, I still want to make it as a pro. I reckon I could have made it a pro if I moved abroad. Ooh, big words. A hundred percent, I would. Because I've seen players that are worse than me going abroad and making it. Mm. So I know for a fact I could have. The fact is trying, even if you didn't make it, you know, you, you, have, you wouldn't lose anything. The only, only thing when you are pondering on these decisions, you need to weigh up the pros and the cons. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the, the pros of having gone and, and done it is that, yeah, potentially you would have had a footballing career. But the cons are, say you broke your leg after a week, you've now got a broken leg, you've wasted tra- a week. Or probably a lot longer whilst yeah. you're doing it, you know, and you don't have much of a backup plan. So there's always pros and cons yeah. to weigh up. But that's for example, people, I know. had a pro- I had an offer of a 75 percent scholarship in the US. Why did you not take it? Because of that simple fact of, do you know what? I, I should have gone know. for it, mate. But exactly. Thanks. Should have asked me, mate. I would have <laughs> been like, go. <laughs> my parents, like, I had like the stigma of leaving my two parents here. Genuinely, we are the only family here. We're the only three people of my family here. Like, if I was to fuck off to, to America, that's a long journey for them. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't want to do that, just leaving them here by myself, by themselves, sorry. So it's one of them ones where I just thought, you know what, mm. fuck it. All right, we've been discussing the if, the could, or whatever. <laughs> let's dis- let, yeah, let's discuss let's future. Yeah, let's discuss future, right? So you're getting married in a year. Yes. Yeah. When are we going to be Uncle Dave and Uncle Dan? I don't know. We'll we'll probably try after the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Straight after, yeah. No. I, I think have, I want to have a kid when I'm young. I think like twenty six, twenty seven. I think it's a perfect age to have a kid because then twenty seven by twenty nine you have your second, and I think I'll stop it there. Not not me. But, <laughs> not but, just I mean, yet. you probably have kids at the moment that you <laughs> whoa, don't know whoa, whoa. about. <laughs> Let's calm down. Um, I, I've always thought and vouched for being young parents because I think mm. you've got more time to offer for your kids. I think it obviously depends of when you meet the right person and when you feel like you're in the right spot. Yeah, like you exactly. said, you met Pat very young. And so now we could do things you're young. getting married, you're already young. <laughs> I mean, I'm 26. And like you say, you can do things young. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I be, think... I'll, be, I'll be 26 when I get married. Yeah. And she'll be 25. Mm. Well, I think Patricia is, is the perfect girl for you, mate. Um, mate, 100%. Um, All right, don't get big-headed, yeah? We prefer Pat to Ivan, as you can tell. <laughs> no, <but> I th- <laughs> no, I think, look, Grenfell massive a very important and significant part of your life um but we have to look at the positives do you know what i mean mm. what you Mate, got i got flesh out of it what you got exactly you have to look into account take into account what you got out of it one yes you had problems with this new apartment that you have but you're living with your fiance and you like you said you got flash which is yeah. their dog which you love and you adore yeah that's one you're getting married next year yeah okay you're setting yourself goals, body goals. Yeah. Okay. Bro, I'm going to be so ripped. And so <laughs> <jacked>. <laughs> That's the attitude. <laughs> and I think 
mentally is what you need to take out of it. It's the the outcome, the progression, and what you know how life has changed in a positive way yeah, in your mentally, life. Mentally, touching on the mental side of things, mentally it did fuck me up quite a bit. It did. Um, I was uh, after the fire. Obviously, I'd come out of uni, and I was like, I couldn't be bothered. So you could say I entered a mini depression. And that's why a lot of the times I, I used to just yeah. bail out on you guys when we, you used to make plans just because it was like, do you know what? I just can't be fucked. Not because you're lazy, right? <laughs> no, no, actually. This, this lockdown... <laughs> this I think, lockdown... I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> this, this, this lockdown has actually proved that I'm not lazy. But now... I think quarantine has favoured you a lot and um, yeah. you like being outside whether it's just going for a walk for a run doing exercise meeting up with your friends I mean we're going for a run after this uh, I highly doubt it <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've got shorts here that I could borrow <laughs> so I think that should be done but thank you man I think um, right. I think the listeners will especially if somehow I get listeners that um, lived in the tower or had you know family members that lived there um, they will obviously um have something to relate with. Yeah. They would obviously feel your pain as well and what you've gone through. It must not it must not be easy going through all that pain. It's the first hand perspective of someone that was there, there and in it. Exactly, and, first you know. hand. And um obviously I appreciate it so much that you are supporting this platform and allowing yourself to express your feelings. Being the first ever interview. So yeah. we had an exclusive basically. To be, to be fair, to be fair, we didn't speak much about the fire. Uh, no, I think stuff. we touched more about how you felt and what you've gone yeah. through. Not the fire itself. At the end of the I mean, day, it's just a fire. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. It's just a fire. That um, it, I mean, Renfell Tower will be part of history books that you'll learn in school. Like our kids might learn about it. But anyways, um, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Thank you for doing this podcast. So I'm highly appreciate Cheers, it. It is all right, mate. How did you feel? First episode. I was Good so Danny. into that convo. <laughs> yeah, I lost track of time too. Fair, I was just so mesmerized and just like um, glued to mm. what Ivan was saying. Um, anyway, guys, if you love this episode, please tell a friend, family member, or even a work colleague. Share the love. Follow my Instagram. Yeah. If you want to follow my transformation, you can follow Ivan on Instagram plus um, his transformation page, which is uh, Costas underscore transformation. And your personal account? It's i.suarez. You heard it first, guys. But anyways, um, stay tuned for the next episode. Loads of brand new episodes coming soon. That's for sure. Until next time. Ciao. Uh